It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are locked on the Washington football team with the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I'm Dave Harrison, writer for SI.com's foundation. He's Chris Russell, one half of the Russell Metter Show on the Team 980 Monday through Friday from 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern and on the Odyssey app. We thank you for making the show your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. We're also on Twitter at RussellMania621 at DHarrison82 and at LockedWFTPod. Chris, on Sunday... In week 11, the Washington football team advanced to four and six with a 27 to 21 win over the now five and six Carolina Panthers. Before we do anything else, we got a listener that needs to take his victory lap. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Did I not only call the win, but did I call the score? Did I call the score? Did I call the score? Woo! You ain't figured it out. This is Cam, by the way. Holla, y'all. Camion, Chris, on our final preview episode that unfortunately we had to be uh-huh. apart for, calling yep. the Washington football team win for the second week in a row. But this time, not only does he get the win correct, he nails the final score 27 to 21. So, congratulations. Camion, if I had a round of applause sound effect on my soundboard here, I would play it for you. But just know, that in our hearts, we are giving you a round of applause. That's tremendous job. It's a tremendous job out of Camion, number one. Uh, but also, that means he's also joining the other Cam, Cameron, Cam Curl, not Cam Newton, in the victory lap Sir. today uh, after this one because they both made big, big, big plays this weekend. And, uh, when it comes to the Washington football team. So good job, Camion. And we are going to be blowing it out as the Washington football team improves to four and six, two wins in a row, beating Carolina 27-21 on Sunday. And Ron Rivera's reunion to kind of spoil the return of Cam Newton. David, let's get another voicemail in here, and then we'll get to our game analysis. What's up, Chris? What's up, David? You got to win, baby. It's your boy, Mark Fort Stewart. I just want to say what's up. Um, also, Taylor Heineke has been balling out these last two weeks. And one thing I meant to call last week, but I wanted to see if he did it again this week. Um, if you watch him throw to the receivers, he's throwing out of the break. I don't know if Taylor Heineke is a starting caliber talent. I know he's definitely backup talent, but I definitely like that balling out. And I think that he's balling out even more because Ryan Fitzpatrick, as we know, 
It's probably going to be out for the rest of the season. Got a good Monday coming up ahead of us. Hey, happy Thanksgiving. Take care. Enjoy the holidays and go watch the football team. All right. Thank you, Mark. As always, appreciate you. Happy Thanksgiving, obviously, to you. Thank you for everything you do uh, and for all the support. And happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. Uh, Listen, David, I mean, let's get into it right away. Right now, heading into Thanksgiving and a Monday night game against the Seattle Seahawks, this team is not only more than alive, they are in eighth positioning in the NFC. Now they are doing almost to a T what they did last yeah. year, which is struggle to find themselves, struggle to find that cohesion and rhythm, absorb a bunch of injuries, get a little healthier in some ways, and find a way to win games and get on to a little bit of a streak as they did Thanksgiving week last year. And now they've won two in a row against Tampa Bay and at Carolina in two games that quite honestly, I know I didn't pick them to win. Yeah. And I mean, nobody really, I mean, Camion did right. So Camion picked them to win both of them, exactly. uh, which I love, but you know, nobody really picked them to win this game. Just the storyline was Cam Newton, but you know, I tried to mention it multiple times on the show. I wrote about it uh, for SI.com coming into this game, Carolina Panthers second in total defense, 12th against the rush first, the number one passing defense uh, in the national football league, sixth, in points per game allowed. And the last time the Carolina Panthers had a defense where they were six in the NFL in points allowed, uh, they went to the Super Bowl. So that that's kind of how significant those, those rankings are. The Washington football team offense surpassed every single one of those averages in this game alone. And I think you see a little bit of the defensive identity starting to take shape a little bit more. And you never celebrate an injury, right? But you kind of wonder if missing Montez Sweat and missing Chase Young actually kind of solidifies this defense a little bit more because as much as some of these players, right, we know Chase Young got kind of called out publicly by Coach Rivera uh, for me playing off script a little bit and freelancing a little bit and not really doing what his assignment is. Well, sometimes other players on the field kind of rely on that and they kind of say, okay, well, Chase is the guy who's going to come up. Jonathan Allen's the guy who's going to come up with the big play. Montez is going to come up with the big play. I just need to play my role. I don't need to be a playmaker. Well, now what you see is those guys are gone. So who's going to be the playmaker now? Jonathan Allen can't do it by himself. Everybody knows that. Deron Payne isn't, you know, the, the caliber of playmaker yet that Jonathan Allen is. So someone's got to help. So you see guys like Casey Tuhill playing really smart and making really good plays. You see Cam Curl uh, coming up in, in big moments for his team. Cole Holcomb there on that fourth down stop. The communication between the two and, no, look, let's change this real quick on the fly. You do this, I'll do that, and we'll make this thing happen. Those are the kinds of things that kind of help solidify a team. You talk about the adversity that a team goes through. That's some of the adversity. So then, yeah, Taylor Heineke comes out 141.3 QBR, three touchdowns, no interceptions, uh, 70, I want to say 72% completion rate uh, on the day and, and over 200 yards. Did what his team needed to do against the best passing defense in the NFL to make the Carolina Panthers respect the passing game and open up the door to 190 yards on the ground, Chris, including 29 of them from, from Taylor himself. This game is much more about this is why you cannot cite numbers as being the end all be all right because the passing game was way more effective than the box score will tell you right. it was if you look at some of the big throws that Taylor Heineke made from early in the game on a 30 yard completion on basically like a scissors route mm-hmm. almost concept from left to right to Terry McLaurin on the far right sideline, perfect lead, 30 yards, bang. Um, the throw on the other sideline, which was for 34 yards, was a bit underthrown. Terry high pointed yeah. it 
the touchdown throw to Cam Sims was unbelievable. The, I mean, in a tight window, an absolute seed. The touchdown throw to DeAndre Carter was just a bit outstretched, but it was good enough and it was aggressive enough on a little pivot route. The touchdown throw to Terry McLaurin was a little bit dangerous, a little bit dangerous, but you gave your guy a chance. Those are four or five throws that I just listed there. You have to really know what you're looking for and you have to really kind of isolate in on something other than the box score to tell you how well Taylor Heineke played. He wasn't perfect. He wasn't perfect. He's never going to be perfect, and nobody should expect that, and certainly we don't. But I just gave you five or six examples of where Taylor Heineke helped his team win a big-time road game. Yeah, and he had a lot of fun doing it. But real quick, let's flip over to the defense because the defense deserves all kinds of praise too. Two for nine on third down today, Chris. They held the Carolina Panthers to two for nine. This is a defense that's been giving up third down conversions at almost a 60% clip all season long. Uh, they held them to under 300 yards of total offense. They only ran 49 offensive plays where the where the watch football team ran in comparison 65. Cole Holcomb leads the team with 10 total tackles. And look, they didn't get my two sacks. My bold prediction was uh, that, you know, James Smith, William, Casey Tuhill, all the replacement players for Montez when Chase Young would combine to get two sacks on Cam Newton. Honestly, a lot of that was me thinking Cam was probably going to hold the ball a little too long, still being rusty from, from coming back. They didn't get the two sacks, but James Smith Williams did come up with half a sack sharing that with Deron Payne. Uh, good enough pressure on Cam Newton. I mean, Cam never looked comfortable in this game outside, I would say, of the first drive. Yeah, no doubt. They did a good job on third down. I mean, and, and really the couple of big fourth down stops there at the end. You mentioned the one with Deron Payne uh, and James Smith-Williams, but, you know, Cameron Curl on the previous fourth down stop. Unbelievable. We're going to get more uh, into that. You mentioned the third downs. Good pass rush overall. I thought they did a pretty good job overall tackling. That's something that's been much, much, much better over the last couple of weeks. William Jackson the third, even though he got beat for a touchdown early, came back with a big pass defense late. Now you have a month, four-game sample size where this defense, as atrocious as it was early in the year, and they're still not perfect, and obviously they're beat up, but now you have a month-long sample size of averaging roughly 20 points allowed per game. That's good. Does this sound familiar, guys? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone. I was doing that all weekend. And you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, we want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you guys can watch your favorite sports movies and shows and all uh, in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. How about that? So get rid of the clutter, guys, and the confusion. Get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. Again, that's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. 
available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Washington football team podcast your first listen each and every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Along with David Harrison at dharrison82. Again, as David mentioned in segment number one, you can check him out in writing, covering the Washington football team on SI.com's Fan Nation as well. I'm Chris Russell. You can follow me on Twitter at Russellmania621. Listen to me on the team 980 Monday through Friday from 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern time. Leading up to the game, the conversation was all about Cam Newton. And from the Washington side, it was all about Ron Rivera. And then Taylor Heineke would kind of get thrown in there. A little bit of, of Kyle Allen because he was he actually started some games for Carolina and some some Joey Sly was throwing thrown in there as well. But really, this story was about Cam Newton and about Ron Rivera. So obviously, Chris, we're going to talk a lot about quarterback Taylor Heineke after this game. Uh, but we got a call over the weekend actually talking about Taylor Heineke and our conversations, specifically my conversations about Taylor Heineke. So let's listen in to that. Hey guys, this is Sean from Ohio. I called in earlier this year about uh, talking about kind of asking you guys to maybe hold off on some of your criticisms about Heineke. Um, and it's been several weeks, but I want to call back in to voice a little bit more of my frustration, specifically with David's coverage of the team overall. You know, we're coming off a win over the Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where Taylor Heineke played the game of his life, played a perfect game. The coverage that you guys gave him specifically David, was so minimal compared to all the negative coverage that you guys give him whenever he has a a relatively bad game. Uh, And I think one of the problems that David has when he's covering the Redskins is he has no historical context. In In 20 years that I've been watching the Redskins, we've had 20 different quarterbacks. Taylor Heineke is on pace to throw for about 24 touchdown passes and 4,000 yards at 65% completion percentage. That's decent quarterback play. You know, comparably, Taylor Heineke's played pretty good football. You guys need to know who you're talking to. You're talking to an audience that has seen subpar quarterback play for 20 years. And to see that Taylor Heineke isn't costing us games, I don't think he's cost us a game all year. The only game that he's maybe costed us was the Green Bay game. I was at the New Orleans game. We gave up a bomb. We gave up another 80-yard touchdown pass. I mean, that, that was not on Taylor Heineke. Chris, you've at least covered the team for a while, and you have a little bit more understanding. But this comes in and is really loud in his criticism and really silent in his praise. I'm not asking you to, you know, just tell the fan base what they want to hear. That's not what I'm saying. But you need to be more honest in your coverage. Wow. Um, okay. So that's Sean in Ohio with um... – Some pretty strong words. Uh, Look, I'm only going to talk for a minute here. I will say this. I mean, I I think there's an understanding that this organization has been largely lousy and that the quarterback play has been largely lousy over the last quarter century. I don't think anybody's fooling themselves to say that we don't realize that or anybody doesn't realize that. That being said, maybe we nitpick too much on a young quarterback in terms of his game development, not a young quarterback in terms of his calendar age. Um, And look, he is a different quarterback right now through two games after the bye than he was in the final five games before the bye. I mean, that's not spin. That's honesty. 
That's reality. And that's all I can really say before we expand the, on this anymore. But David, you go ahead um, because you got taken the woodshed a little bit more than I did uh, in terms of your criticism of Heineke, which, I, by the way, just for whatever it matters, I don't think you've been unfair. If I'm being totally honest, I don't think you've been unfair at all. Yeah, no, well, I appreciate that. And and here, here's what I'll say about it. So I don't have any problem with anybody calling the show and telling us or me specifically that they disagree with what we have to say. Like LP from Jersey was very upset, very angry with me uh, and with us in Jerome, but I think more towards me. And and fine, I took that. Here's here's where I draw the line from having a problem and not having a problem, Sean. And it's when you attack my integrity. So I'm being 100% honest in my analysis of Taylor Heineke. Okay, nothing I'm saying is being made up for clicks, for reviews, for listens, for anything. Okay, so everything I say about Taylor Heineke, 100% what I see and how I analyze his play. Now, quarterback analysis is like other things. Everybody's got their own take and their own opinion about quarterbacks. So I have no problem being disagreed with. Okay, but what I do have an issue with is being told I'm not being honest. And we can have these conversations. Don't attack my integrity because that's where you're going to lose me as an audience. Now, for this one call, you're not going to lose me. I'm going to respond to you. First of all, Taylor Heineke has been part of the reason this team has lost more than just the Green Bay game. Yes, he's on pace before this game against the Carolina Panthers. He was on pace to throw 22 touchdowns. He was on pace to throw over 4,000 yards. Those are absolutely true. He was also on pace, Sean, to throw 17 interceptions. That is something you left out of your conversation. So when you talk about holistic analysis of a player, you have to be honest and you have to take away the intention or you have to take away the in instinct to remove statistics and, and parts of the analysis that go against your own opinion. I haven't been covering the Washington football team for 20 years. I haven't been covering any football for 20 years. That's not a hindrance because what I'm hearing from you, Sean, is we've had Mark Sanchez, we've had Josh Johnson, we've had this guy, we've had that guy, we've had this guy. We're so hungry for good quarterback play that we're latching on to the first sign of good quarterback play. I'm not going to do that. Taylor Heineke has played his butt off over the last two weeks. And Chris, you and myself included have given him all the credit in the world. But I did. I said, Taylor Heineke is going to have to play a better game against the Carolina Panthers defense than he did against Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. That's about the most I criticized Taylor Heineke this last week. And guess what Taylor Heineke did? Taylor Heineke put up a 140-plus QBR, the best QBR in his NFL career, the best as a starter, the best as a backup, including the playoffs. He played literally the best game that he could against Carolina Panthers defense, and they won by six points. So tell me where I'm wrong by saying that Taylor Heineke needed to play his best game, a better game against than he did against the Bucs for this team to win because he did it and they still won by less than a full touchdown. It's accurate. The irony, Chris, about this voicemail is when I first listened to it, I had literally just hit submit on an article. The title of that article, Taylor Heineke, homecoming king for week 11. Literally just crowned this young man the king of homecoming week, and I hear a voicemail saying that I'm unfair in my analysis uh, of Taylor Heineke. Sean, you and I can disagree all you want, and that's fine. And if you want to come at me with... Uh, unslanted information, go to SI.com, go to Washington's coverage of SI.com, count up the amount of articles that focus on Taylor Heineke's play in the week leading up to Carolina, and come back to me with the name of the author who focused the most on what Taylor Heineke needed to do or could do against Carolina Panthers. You might find yourself a little bit surprised compared to what you're saying about me and my coverage of Taylor Heineke. Uh, look, sometimes criticism is not going to be met kindly by a frustrated fan base. And we understand. And now 
They have two wins in a row. They're four and six, and they are very much alive in the playoff chase. A whole bunch of division games still left. The Washington football team and Taylor Heineke, the quarterback, deserve credit. Not, hey, you guys are being too mean. You guys are being too hard. You guys are being too rough. Uh, what I, I get Sean's overall frustration. We all want to give people a chance. The bottom line is, is his play, his play in the last two games has drawn nothing but bouquets. When he made a bad throw late in Sunday's win at Charlotte, Everybody said, oh, man, they didn't throw off the back foot, back foot, back foot. And yes, that's fair. That's right. That's what we do. That's what they do in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers when he throws off his back foot. That's what they do in Tampa. David, you know this, with Tom Brady when he makes a bad mistake. The difference is they don't do it very often. It doesn't mean that we're haters. It doesn't mean that we're not giving somebody a chance. It means we're being honest and we're telling you what we see, good and bad. And trust me, the last two weeks, compared to the previous five weeks, there's a whole lot more good than bad. You have to look at the holistic part of the coverage because we also did an episode on this show, Chris, about how the Washington football team could be the eighth seed in the NFC playoff race, which, by the way, they are, as of right now, and will be exiting week 11, no matter what happens to the rest of this thing. Um, I also wrote an article for SI.com about why fans should be looking at playoff pushes instead of draft picks uh, at this point in the season. And how many times have we said on this show, this very show, Chris, that Taylor Heineke is the kind of story that you want to see be successful in the National Football League? But just because we want the young man to be successful doesn't mean I'm going to ignore or we're going to ignore a 46 points or 47.6 QBR against the New Orleans Saints where he completed less than 50% of his passes, yeah. had no touchdowns and two interceptions. Yeah. By the way, I was at that game. He was horrible. He was horrible in that game. He wasn't not good. He was horrible in that game. So, you know, I mean, all due respect to Sean, I understand some of his frustration. Let's let's move beyond this and realize that, hey, you know what? He's getting better. He's not perfect. He's getting better. As I said to somebody on Twitter, I think on Sunday afternoon during the game, he's gone from seven to 10 bad throws, bad decisions, bad reads, bad whatever to probably three to five per game. And, and that's a marked improvement. And oh, by the yeah. way, they're two and oh. And if this is the Taylor Heineke, Chris, that we get for the rest of the season, I will absolutely ride with Taylor Heineke for the 2022 NFL season. But we've got a long way to go before we get to that point. Ride or die, baby. All right, this is the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. We will come back with our players of the game as we bring you the immediate analysis after the Washington football team beats the Carolina Panthers 27 to 21. But guys, first, why don't you celebrate with a built bar? Oh, that's right. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar of all time. And instead of celebrating with a terrible for you bowl of chocolate ice cream or something like that, you can do it again with a healthy, delicious Built Bar. Why? They're soft, easy to chew, covered in 100% real chocolate, low carb, low calorie, low fat, low sugar, high in protein. So they are more than healthy for you. And they have wonderful variety. Whether you like David's favorite mint brownie, you like a little coconut almond in your life, salted caramel, my favorite peanut butter brownie, whatever you want. And Built is coming out with new limited time flavors every three to four days. So check out their website at Built.com. And when you go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 
and you're going to get 15% off your order. Again, that's the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. It's almost time for Thanksgiving, and we know that means, Chris, that means football. Nothing goes better with football than turkey and betting and the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> losing. Bet Online has you covered all holiday season, more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all your sports action this Thanksgiving. So head over to that updated desktop or mobile website, sign up today, and get your 50% welcome bonus when you use the promo code Locked On on your first deposit. And it's not just football. Bet Online has pro and college hoops, hockey, boxing, UFC, and your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, we're stuffed with deals this Thanksgiving. Wrapping up today's episode, Victory Monday, Chris. We did, we almost, we almost forgot <laughs> two weeks in a row. We keep almost yep. forgetting to say Victory Monday. Victory Monday in the DMV. Let's hear from another Washington football team fan. Hey, Chris and David. This is uh, Daniel from Virginia. I've called him a few times. And yo, Camion guessed it exactly again 27 21 to Washington. Wow. It was a bit back and forth for my liking. Cam Newton and Christian McCaffrey were the only two guys that I was really worried about just running it up and down. But I mean, we pretty, we dominated time of possession. We only, I mean, we had one turnover. Like we had a good crucial plays in Taylor Honeke. I think he played as good or just a bit better than he did against Tampa, man. The only play I didn't like was when he threw it outside the reach of Terry on one of those final plays for that field goal to get us up 24-21. Other than that, man, that was crazy. I'm, I'm trying to get on David and, and Chris's head for those uh, those predictions down us a little bit, but I, I I understood your your analysis on how their defense. I mean, Panthers defense was really good, but we were able to pull it out. I'm just uh, ecstatic right now. All right, Daniel, thank you very much. Appreciate it, and I can hear the happiness and excitement in your voice. And you're absolutely right. I was, um, you know, I picked against. Washington as I have the last two weeks and you know I, I'm dead wrong and I can absolutely admit that and and freely tell you that I did not think they were going to win this game yeah so my play of the game in this one is is quarterback Taylor Heineke hitting Terry McLaurin for that 30 yard gain and you kind of already touched on it and mentioned it and and broke down you know as much as we can visually for the for the for the diagram um, but that was the first of three explosive but there were a lot of like 14 yard plays 18 yard plays that that throw on third down to Adam Humphreys is, is another one like the, there were a lot of really good, well, I guess we can call them as chunk plays for a lack of, of since you can't call them explosives, call them chunk plays, right? Even though the Carolina Panthers had one of the worst red zone defense percentages in the National Football League, they were only allowing opponents to get into the red zone about 2.2 times per game. Give or Scoring 27 points against this defense, Chris, is more impressive than scoring 29 against the Buccaneers defense because of the state that Buccaneers defense is in right now. That play right there, that 30-yard explosive kind of kicked it all off. Yeah, I think that no, no doubt about it. And 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 it also I think greased the Game's skids over. if you will for again Heineke it, it, <laughs> you know overall to make the big plays when they were there to be made. Uh with the exception of the one late one on a third down uh to McLaurin in the corner end zone where if he could have made that throw, man, <laughs> Taylor Heineke would be having a you know, cases of Bud Light uh, being sent to him uh, all week by fans. All right, let's do this. Uh, my play of the game is Cam Curl on the first of two fourth down stops late in the game for the Washington football defense. David, 
Uh, this one was a, a pass to the left flat of the offense to Christian McCaffrey. What made it impressive to me was not only that Curl made the tackle and wrapped up McCaffrey, didn't let him go, dragged him down short of the sticks, but more importantly, what he did pre-snap. If you watch from the end zone angle, and I watched it from the sideline and then the end zone angle, you can see he makes an adjustment, a communication. I think he like tapped Cole Holcomb somehow, or at least he was really close to him and yelled to him. And you can see Cole Holcomb kind of shift a little bit over to his left and Cam Curl as he recognizes Christian McCaffrey in motion to kind of a fullback type of position or maybe like an H-back type of position. He recognizes that that's his guy and he's got to go cover a man to man. And he crosses the formation after he makes the adjustment and the communication with Cole Holcomb. And he sprints over there and he wraps him up and he drags him down. Now, again, they needed more than that, but that was a monster, monster play by Cameron Curl. All right. My player of the game is going to be Terry McLaurin, not only for that play that David highlighted, the 30-yarder, which got them going, but the 34-yarder along the sideline near the end of the first half, which he high-pointed. And then on top of that, the touchdown grab. Obviously, Terry McLaurin is just a great, great, great receiver. And I thought this was his best game of the year by far. Uh, To me, he's not only a great receiver, but he's exactly the type of guy that you need to build this organization around. Yeah, he's the perfect receiver for this situation. My player of the game is Taylor Heineken. We kind of talked about already. 206 yards. Look, he's not going to win NFL Player of the Week, NFC Player of the Week. He's not going to get the FedEx Air uh, you know, award for the quarterback that did the best or whatever, but three touchdowns of 141.3 QBR. That might keep him in the running, actually. Is that QBR? Uh, 16 for 22 in passing, 206 yards, 9.4 yards per attempt, Chris, per pass attempt today for, for young Taylor. Um, just a very impressive all-around game, and then six carries for 29 yards. Over the last two weeks, kind of the Taylor Heineken we've been wanting to see, right? We've been talking about it. Balance your athleticism with your ability to throw, get the ball out a little bit earlier. Mark kind of talked about he's throwing more on time, not perfect by any means, but you don't need him to be perfect. You just need him to be adequate, solid, efficient. Uh, You know, there was an interesting decision Ron Rivera made uh, in the game that we're going to have to get to um, on the next episode. uh, And hopefully we'll have time to do it all uh, because there were a couple of interesting decisions Ron made um, uh, when it comes to Joey Sly. And uh, either way, the Washington football team get a very, 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 very important win uh, and improved to four and six. All right, that's going to do it for us on this particular immediate analysis episode. Thanks to Camion. Thanks to Sean from Ohio, who got us all fired up. Thanks to Mark. And thanks to Daniel as well uh, for your guys' contribution. We love hearing from you. If you want to keep the voicemail hot, do it. 301-615-3577. That's 301-615-3577. If you want the printed word, do locked WFT pod at gmail.com. That's locked WFT pod at gmail.com. Thank you guys for making today's episode of the Locked on Washington football team podcast. Your first listen of the day. Now make the second listen. Locked on bets. Your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on bets hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Thanks again for joining us. We are free and available on all platforms. For David Harrison, who's covering the Washington football team for SI.com's Fan Nation, I'm Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Medhurst Show on the flagship station for the Washington football team, the Team 980 in Washington, D.C., and the Odyssey app worldwide. 
We'll be back with more episodes as we lead you up to Thanksgiving after a big win in Carolina. This is the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.